Good evening, listeners. Welcome to the Nightly Crowd Catcher with Corey Bank. This is episode 32. I'm excited to be here with you all tonight. I am your host, and you're listening to WQEE 99.1 F of the Key out of Newton, Georgia. I hope everyone's having a great night. It's now time to enter the late night madness. The first thing that we're going to talk about in the world of MLB in our first game is the Detroit Tigers versus the Boston Red Sox. Adam Duvall had four RBIs that included a three-run homer. Justin Turner added a solo shot and the Boston Red Sox won their series against the Detroit Tigers with a 6-3 victory on Sunday. Trevor Story won 4-4 for four with three doubles and two stolen bases for Boston. Connor Wong had an RBI triple and Duvall added a run scoring single. Boston won 5 for 5 on a season high 10 game homestand and wore their city connect uniforms of bright yellow and power blue for the seventh straight game. The Red Sox improved to 11 and 2 in their alternate uniforms this season and 26 and 6 since they were introduced back in 2021. But Boston scored six runs over five innings against former Red Sox lefty Eduardo Rodriguez and took two of three from the Tigers, winning for the fifth time in seven games. Akil Baru hit a solo homer over the Green Monster for the Tigers, their fifth solo drive over Fenway's Park left field wall in the last two days. But Miguel Cabrera got a nice hand before his final at-bat as you will. The 12-time All-Star and the 2012 Triple Crown winner announced last fall this will be his last season. But coming off the injury list, Garrett Whitlock allowed an unearned run in two hitless innings and Kenley Jansen worked around a leadoff single in the ninth for his 27 save and just 30 chances. That, folks, right there is an unbelievable stat, as you will. But a member of the Red Sox for six years, including the World Series champs back in 2018, Rodriguez went 64-39 with Boston before signing that $77 million five-year deal with the Tigers following the 2021 season. Duvall hit a 403-foot shot completely out of Fenway to make a 62 game in the fifth inning. After Story reached on a double when Baru lost his fly to left in the sun, and Matsuzaka Yoshida singled. But Turner's 401-foot drive pushed Boston ahead 2-1 in the third, and Duvall added his RBI single in the inning after Story singled and stole second and third. But Detroit made nice back-to-back defensive plays in the fourth. Second baseman Zach McKinstry Dove to his right to snap Tristan Casas' grounder before getting up and throwing the first. Then, Rodriguez came off the mound, barehanded Wong's bunt, and got him on a close play at first. But Boston's third baseman, Luis Arras, made a backward-falling dahag on Riley Green, trying to stretch a double into the eighth. But Boston proved to an MLB best 48-3 when leading after six innings. That right there, folks, is unreal. And Rodriguez's only other career start 
against his former team. He gave seven runs, two earned, and three and two-thirds innings on April 13th last year. But now we're on to our trainers report. As for the Tigers, shortstop Javier Baez went on the bereavement list as planned after he was a scratch due to his right knee soreness and sat of his game. But Eisen Diaz was recalled from AAA Toledo to take his roster spot. Now for your Red Sox. Story returned to the lineup after getting Saturday off, but his first after playing four straight games and his return from the offseason elbow surgery, manager Alex Cora said right-hander Tanner Hoek would start Wednesday for either AAA Worcester or AA Portland. Hoek has been out since mid-June after a facial fracture caused by a line drive off the bat of Yankees Kyle Higashoka. But all in all, in this game, it was the Boston Red Sox who took this game, you guessed it folks, to the bank by the score of 6-3. Into this next game of the MLB news we go is between the Miami Marlins versus the New York Yankees. Jake Berger's game-ending single capped a five-run ninth inning on an amazing comeback against Clay Holmes and Tommy Kennel, giving the Miami Marlins the 8-7 win Sunday over the struggling New York Yankees. New York, which led 7-1 in the sixth inning behind ace Garrett Cole, dropped five games back of the AL's last wildcard berth and is on the track to miss the playoffs for the first time since 2016. The Yankees lost when leading by four runs in the ninth inning for the first time since July 11th of 2021. But New York is 3-8-1 in its last 12 series and has lost six straight rubber games of three-game series. Berger, who had three hits, cut the deficit to 7-2 with an RBI single in the sixth off Cole. Wendy Peralta walked Josh Bell leading off the 8th, and Brian De La Cruz hit an RBI double of Kenyon Middleton. Holmes, who had given up 3 runs in 35 games since May 6th, allowed Yuli Gurlis double leading off the ninth. But Nick Fortes singled on a ball up the middle that rookie shortstop Anthony Volpe couldn't come up with. But Jazz Chisholm Jr. walked and Bell hit a one-hopper that bounced off Holmes' glove and went to the third base side. The reliever gloved the ball. He had the rush to throw past first, but an error was the result. And Gurley and Fortes scored. But Luis Arias had a major league leading 367, grounding a triple down the right field line for his third hit, tying the score at 7-7. Candle relieved and walked De La Cruz, who advanced on defensive indifference with Oswaldo Cabrera, part of a five infield. Berger lined a single to left for his seventh hit and 12 at-bats during the series. But Jorge Lopez pitched a scoreless inning in the ninth to get the win before 35,000 fans. The Marlins season high at home. Cole gave up two runs and six hits in six innings for New York, which starts a series Monday at Major League leading Atlanta to recap. Volpe and Ben Rordvet homered for the Yankees. Volpe has a team-high nine homers 
with runners on base and 16 homers overall. Rortovitz, homer was his first for New York. But Glaber Torres had a career-high three stolen bases, and Aaron Judge went 0-3 for 3 with two walks on the seventh anniversary of his Major League debut. The Marlins started Yuri Perez, and he gave a four runs and four hits in his fourth innings. But the play umpire, James Hoy, ejected Yankees assistant hitting coach Brad Wilkerson in the eighth for arguing a called strike three against Volpe. So, very interesting to see this. And this is the first time this has happened since the 2012 season that the Marlins drew a crowd that topped 30,000 for each day of three-game home series. Amazing for them. But Swift, Saturday's game took two hours and th three minutes. And the shortest ninth inning Yankees game since June 12th of the 1992 season, which lasted exactly two hours. But now we're going into our trainers room report. As for the Yankees, infielder DJ LeMahieu had a right calf tightness, and he sat, he sat out his fifth straight game. Left-handed pitcher Carlos Rondon had a left hamstring strain, and he will travel to the club's spring training complex in Tampa for simulated games. As for the Marlins, outfielder slash DH Jorge Soler has stomach virus. He missed his second consecutive game. Right-handed pitcher Tommy Nance had right elbow surgery. He pitched a scoreless inning in a rehab appearance with Double-A Pensacola on Saturday, so that's very promising. But all in all, in this game, it was the Miami Marlins, who you guessed it, folks, took the Yankees to the bank by the score of 8-7. You don't want to go anywhere, folks. We'll be right back with the NFL preseason recaps. Active Pest Control offers the best services and prices to protect your home. Offering both monthly and quarterly pest control services, plus specific services like bed bugs, German roach, and flea control. Even if you can't see them, insects are all around you 24-7. Active Pest Control wants to be the first line of defense. Active Pest Control. Repair. Find. Best termite coverage around. Active Pest Control. 34 Jefferson Street, Noonan. 770-954-9941. Want to give back to your community in a meaningful way? Cares for Kids is a Keller Williams Realty-founded charity in which 100% of money raised goes directly to children in need in our area. Cares for Kids helps fund local organizations like Angel's House, Coweta Casa, Elevate, and more. Help Cares for Kids reach their mission of serving 1 million children. Call 678-634-9770 today to learn more on how to be involved or text K4K Noonan to 44321 to donate. This week's Property of the Week is located at 688 Cheatham Road in Griffin, Georgia. This 32.14 acre track is waiting to find its new owner. This property features a three bed, two bath home built in 1890. An 18 by 28 utility shed ran with its own power and water, fencing for horses and other livestock, and timber such as pine, oak, and pecan trees. Call 678-634-9770 for more information.
Welcome back. You're listening to the Nightly Crowdcatcher with Corey Banks on WQEE 99.1 The Key at Newton, Georgia. And now we're heading into our first preseason weekend full of games. And our first game, the recapping upon, is between the Baltimore Ravens versus the Philadelphia Eagles. The Baltimore Ravens are the first team in the NFL that can make major news simply by losing the preseason game. But that's because it hasn't happened since 2015. But Justin Tucker kicked a 60-yard field goal to end the first half, and Tyler Huntley threw a touchdown pass early in the third quarter, and the Ravens extended their record streak of preseason victories to 24, with a 20-19 victory over the Philadelphia Eagles on Saturday night. But Lamar Jackson and Jalen Hurts both sat out this game, but Josh Johnson started at quarterback for Baltimore, and the well-traveled 37-year-old is old enough to have played in the first game of the Ravens' streak back in 2016. One thing I learned at a young age, you cherish victories. They're hard to come by in this league, says Johnson, but that's a credit to Coach John Harbaugh and the rest of this organization that this streak has been able to go on for so long. With so many different guys playing in the preseason, the Ravens led 20-13 when Anthony Brown's pass was intercepted by Eli Ricks and returned 31 yards for a touchdown with 7 minutes and 3 seconds to play. But during the first half, they repeatedly threw to the sideline, so I knew if they threw an out route that it was mine to take, says Ricks. But the quarterback was throwing to the boundary line, and I knew I could snag it. And if I could get it, it's going to the house. The Eagles went for two and didn't convert. But after forcing a quick Baltimore punt, Philadelphia faced fourth and four at its 44. And Ian Book's pass was too high. And the ball went over to the Ravens with two minutes and 19 remaining. Brown. Ran 16 yards on 3rd and 11, and the Baltimore Ravens was able to close the game out from there on. But the streak looked as if it was in jeopardy during a sluggish first half performance in which the Ravens had the ball for just only 8 minutes in this game. you got to have ball control in this league in order to enforce your ability to be able to make drives down the field and be able to facilitate with the rest of your team. But Tucker... However, was in midseason form when he hit a 60-yard field goal. Unbelievable. In preseason, nonetheless, the legend, Tucker, getting it done. And Philadelphia's lead was 13-10 after two quarters. But Huntley, Jackson's top backup in recent years, made his first appearance at the start of the second half and immediately guided the Ravens on a 13-play. 75-yard drive that ended with a 10-yard touchdown pass to Tylen Wallace. Excellent first unit for Huntley. His first drive of the game, facilitating, doing whatever you can at the quarterback position, making sure they make Pater. But Marcus Mariota started at quarterback for the Eagles. It went 7 for 11 for 58 yards. Johnson threw a 7-yard touchdown pass to Devin Duvernay in the second quarter. But the Ravens went three and out on their other three first half possessions before finally driving close enough for Tucker's long field goal. 
Tucker set the NFL record with a 66-yard field goal to win a game at Detroit back in September 2021. But rookie receiver Zay Flowers received some early playing time for the Ravens. The first-round draft pick out of Boston College committed a false start on his first offensive play and then caught a sideways pass from Johnson that officially ended up as a one-yard rushing play. But Philadelphia defensive tackle Jalen Carter, taken ninth overall in this year's draft, landed an early hit on Johnson on incomplete pass. Trey Sermon put the Eagles up 13-7 in the second quarter with a two-yard touchdown run. But after falling behind in the third, Philadelphia wasted a chance to answer after recovering a fumbled punt return at the Baltimore 44. And the Eagles turned the ball over on downs. Rashad Penny, who broke his left leg last season while with the Seattle Seahawks, had 34 yards on nine carries for Philadelphia. You get to walk off the field healthy and get to go home knowing that you don't have the MRIs or anything else is a blessing, he said. It was fun to get out back out there and really be on the gridiron. The previous time the Ravens lost a preseason game was September 3rd of 2015, 2019 at Atlanta. On that day, it was Baltimore that went for two late in the game and they failed. But by committee, the Ravens running back room of J.K. Dobbins remains on the physically unable to perform list and Baltimore didn't hold any of its top rushing threats out giving Gus Edwards some playing time, Justice Hill, Melvin Gordon, and Keaton Mitchell. They all had carries in this game. But all the backs did really good job, Harbaugh said. Melvin, he was making people miss. He's old, he's a very shifty kind of back, but he can also lower the boom when he carries the football. And even when he didn't have a block, he really made something out of nothing. But Gus, he had a good couple of strong runs and really made it happen. But... All in all, we got our injuries report in this game. For the Eagles, linebacker Sean Bradley was carted off in the third quarter after he appeared injured for with his lower right leg during a punt. As for the Ravens, Harbaugh said the Ravens didn't have any major injuries from this game. That right there is a blessing in itself because when you're in preseason, you got to keep you guys healthy, getting them ready for the regular season. But all in all, in this preseason barn burner, it was the Baltimore Ravens who took, you guessed it folks, the Philadelphia Eagles to the bank by the score of 20-19. Now we're into our next game of the NFL preseason. We go, and we're going to recap upon the Detroit Lions versus the New York Giants. Adrian Martinez scored on a one-yard quarterback sneak with 151 left to give the Detroit Lions a 21-16 preseason victory over the New York Giants on Friday night at the Graham Cano's third field goal. That gave the Giants a 16-14 lead with 7.59 to play. And Martinez led the Lions on a 69-yard drive. New York stopped former Steelers running back Benny Snell Jr. twice from the one-yard line. When you're able to do this as a team, Building camaraderie, building that kind of wall up front at the one, not once, but twice in the game, that's something special. But Martinez, an undrafted rookie who had 49 touchdown runs and his 45 college games for Nebraska and Kansas State, dived over the goal line for the score. He showed a ton of poise on that drive. Lions 
head coach Dan Campbell said, Campbell, though, said most of Martinez's playing time next weekend will go to recently signed backup Teddy Ridgewater. Tommy's DeVito's desperation pass was intercepted by Brandon Joseph to clinch the win for the Lions, but the Giants cornerback Deontay Banks, the 24th overall pick in April, had one tackle and his limited action to play. But Jamire Gibbs, Detroit's top draft pick, carried the ball six times for 19 yards and had an 18-yard reception. Jack Campbell, the Lions' second pick of the first round, made four tackles. You have to like seeing that kind of performance in his playing time. But the Lions received the opening kickoff and were behind after 85 seconds. And Jason Pinnock intercepted Nate Sunfeld's first pass. And the Giants got a 48-yard field goal from Gannon. Tyrod Taylor, expected to be New York's number two quarterback behind Daniel Jones, saw limited action. Going 3-for-4 for for just 7 yards before being replaced by DeVito. But Sudfeld, who's behind rookie Hendon Hooker, Bridgewater, and starter Jared Goff, didn't help his chances after throwing a second interception late in the second quarter, and Dane Belton returned it to the Lions 14, and DeVito threw a touchdown pass to Tommy Sweeney, his former high school teammate at Don Bosco Prep in Ramsey, New Jersey. But DeVito went 15-24 for 155 yards and the touchdown to Sweeney before the late interception. Jones and Tyrod Taylor told me to take a breath and enjoy myself, DeVito said. Sudfield got the Lions to the Giants' four in the last minute of the half. But his fourth down pass to Dylan Drummond was broken by by float. The Giants led 13-3 at the half. But Maurice Alexander returned a punt 95 yards for a touchdown. Great job by the special team units. But Sunfield hit Jamison Williams for a two-point conversion. I just did my job. Caught the ball and made a couple moves, said Alexander who played in the USFL last year before spending last season on the Lions practice squad. After that, I just ran out of daylight. And Sunfeld led the Lions to a field goal and a 14-13 lead late in the third quarter. He finished 15-28 for 194 yards and two interceptions. The teams spent the week participating with the, with the at the Lions headquarters at Allen Park. But the thing is, is that with Williams, he had one of the few regulars that extended action beyond the point. So catching two of his passes for 18 yards and the two-point conversion, little action there for him. But Williams, who hoped to be a big play threat for Goff, can play in the preseason. But he is serving his six-game gambling suspension. So that's going to be tough to start for your Detroit Lion Ball Club. He needed this. He has some things to clean up, but so does everyone, Coach Dan Campbell said. Now we're on to our injury report. Wide receiver Colin Johnson did not return after a first-half knee injury. Float. Missed the second half with an abdominal injury. But in the end of the day, it truly was a decent ball game between these two teams. And... They're both healthy, and they kept it really going. So, 
21-16 victory for the Detroit Lions. And we're going to head into our next game. But before we come back and go any further, we're going to go into our break. You don't want to miss anything, folks. We'll be right back with the rest of the NFL preseason action this weekend. You don't want to miss it. Wishbone Fried Chicken is back in a brand new location. 31 Jackson Street, Sweet A here in Noonan. Same great taste. The best chicken around. Fish dinners. Open Monday through Saturday, 10.30 a.m. to 4 p.m. Dine in. Take out. It's Wishbone Fried Chicken. Right next door to their former location, bringing you the best chicken around. So great. Wishbone Fried Chicken, 31 Jackson Street, Sweet A, here in Noonan. Got mold? Call the Mold Man. Specializing in crawl space and interior mold remediation, encapsulations, and basement waterproofing since 2019. The Mold Man team takes pride in keeping your family healthy and your home mold free. Visit our website, themoldmanllc.com, to schedule a quote or give us a call at 678-227-9763. Hey sports fans, it's Rod Peterson here, host of The Rod Peterson Show, inviting you to join us daily for two hours of Atlanta's funnest sports talk right here on WQEE. I say fun because it is. You've never heard a show like it because we make the listeners a part of the show. Every day between noon and 2 p.m. Eastern, you'll hear plenty of the best sports talk, including the latest on the Falcons, the Braves, and more. And who knows, you might even hear you. That's the Rod Peterson Show, daily at noon, right here on WQEE 99.1 FM. Hey, sports fans. Weekdays, 3 p.m. Eastern to 5 p.m. Eastern. Drive time. WQEE. Braves Country is a Southern sports talk show with Mac McGee and the Armchair Quarterbacks. That's Braves Country with Mac McGee and the Armchair Quarterbacks. Weekdays, 3 p.m. to 5 p.m., right here on WQEE 99.1 FM. How do you make the most of your land? Everyone has their way. The Nelsons depend on their John Deere Gator XUV 835R to get from point A to point B with decoys and the dogs. As much as we got going on, it's all about efficiency. And if you ask the Mosers what they use their Gator XUV 590M for, they tell you. The most fun we have on the Gator is just repping around the property. There are millions of ways to make the most of your land. Learn how to make the most of yours at Deer.com. Nothing runs like a deer. I'm pretty handy around the house, but now that I have kids, I don't want to spend my Saturday installing a toilet or fixing an air conditioner. But thankfully, there's HomeAdvisor. HomeAdvisor helps me find the best home pros in my area to handle any kind of project. You can read reviews of the pros, check their availability, even book appointments online. And what my wife loves most is that HomeAdvisor is completely free to use. Go to HomeAdvisor.com or download the free app to get started. HomeAdvisor. I'm not going to lie, I know nothing about cars, and I don't really mind keeping it that way. This, it's cool. I called CarShield before my car broke down. Thanks to CarShield, I don't have to understand anything about what's broken, because plans can pay for repairs on up to 6,000 parts of my car. Leave fixing cars to the experts and call CarShield before your car breaks down, and maybe save some money for once. It's a thought. Call 800-579-6554. 800-579-6554. 
At Jersey Mike's, they slice your order fresh right in front of you. And let me tell you, watching that can send a rush of emotions through a person. Excitement, impatience, baby-like wonder, indecisive, anticipatory chewing, nervous pacing, happy claps, and finally, jealousy. Because that's this guy's sub. I should order one. Good idea. Sliced right in front of you. It's a Jersey Mike's thing. A sub above. Welcome back. You're listening to the Nightly Crowd Catcher with Corey Bank on WQEE 99.1 Nikiana Noonan, Georgia. And now we're on to our next game in the NFL preseason action opening weekend. And this game is between the Tampa Bay Buccaneers versus the Pittsburgh Steelers. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers are rushing to declare a winner in the competition for Tom Brady's old job. Just yet, folks, Baker Mayfield was sharper than Kyle Trask and a 27-17 preseason opening loss to the Pittsburgh Steelers on Friday night. But Coach Todd Bowles, however, wasn't ready to say either candidate has gained the upper hand. Mayfield posted better statistics in his one-and-a-half quarters against the Steelers. But it's always difficult to assess performances and outings during which starters from both teams play sparingly, while coaching staffs take extended looks at the backups and young players of the future, hoping to make the final roster cuts. But he was composed, did a good job of commanding the offense, said Coach Bowles. But the number one overall pick back in the 2018 draft, he made plays he needed to make. And Steelers starter, Kenny Pickett, who worked one series, completed six of seven passes for his 70 yards on a 10-play, 83-yard drive, and finished with a 33-yard strike to George Pickens, is exactly what the Steelers had in mind, looking like he hasn't missed a beat whatsoever. Excellent job for Pickett. And Pickett was sharp, but the Bucks only started one regular season of a defense. One regular starters on the defense. I thought we saw some things we wanted to see. And Steelers coach Mike Tomlin said his first team offense. Kenny spread the ball around, kept himself clean, moved the group, stepped up into the pocket. And Tomlin added, we were able to check that box in terms of getting them a quality rep at the process. But the things that they did at the hotel, and the procedures that they made preparing for this game meant while and leading up to it. But Mayfield, meanwhile, played without six stars on offense, including three veteran linemen and receivers Mike Evans and Chris Godwin. He was 8 for 9 for 63 yards and one touchdown over five series against a mix of Pittsburgh starters and reserves. But just as important to Bowles is the 28-year-old Mayfield, who spent four seasons with Cleveland before making a combined 10 starts for Carolina and the Los Angeles Rams last year, didn't turn the ball over. For the most part, I think it went smooth. Getting back out there for the first time is good, says Baker, who's with his fourth team in two years. Kyle Trask. A 2021 second-round draft pick who appeared in just one regular season game in two years as the number three quarterback behind Brady and Blaine Gabbert 
was sacked three times while going 6 of 10 for 99 yards with one interception. I thought Kyle commanded the offense also, Bowles said. I know he threw a pick, but he made good throws too. And Mason Rudolph tossed a 67-yard touchdown pass to Calvin Austin III for Pittsburgh, which also used Mitchell Trubisky and Tanner Morgan. But the sloppy play that the teams combined for 18 penalties, which, I mean, is expected in the first preseason action for both these ball clubs, but that is a lot. And they both have to fix this up before they go into the regular season. This included 12 for 127 yards for the Bucks and their penalties. But there's a lot of players that took a night of rest, and all 21 players did not suit up for the Bucks including 10 starters on offense and 6 on defense. So, in addition to linebackers Devin White, Levante David, and Shaquille Barrett, the entire defensive backfield of Jamel Dean, Carlton Davis III, Antoine Winfield Jr., and Ryan Neal sat out. The lone projected starter who played was second-year defensive lineman Logan Hall. Offensively, though, Evans and Godwin were joined on the sideline by running back Rashad White and veteran lineman Tristan Wirfs, Ryan Jansen, and Matt Feller. But rookie Kalija Kansi, a projected starter on the defensive line, after being drafted in the first round out of Pittsburgh, has been sidelined for a portion of the training camp because of his calf injury. But now we're going to go toward our injury reports. The Steelers reserve linebacker Chappelle Russell had a knee injury, and he left in the first half, and he did not return. But defensive tackle Keanu Benton had an ankle injury and departed in the second half. As for the Bucks, Don Gardner left in the fourth quarter with a hamstring injury. But all in all, in this game, between the Pittsburgh Steelers and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, in this one, it was the Pittsburgh Steelers who took this game. They needed this for their ball club and to build on their momentum. So, in this 27-17 victory, they took them to the bank, folks. And that's exactly what they did. But we are going into our next game. Into the NFL offseason, preseason, first weekend action. Between the Jacksonville Jaguars versus the Dallas Cowboys. Calvin Ridley wasn't around to answer questions about his first NFL action in almost two years. But any extended insight into how the Jacksonville receiver feels about working with his new quarterback in a game will have to wait. But Ridley had two catches and his return from an absence linked by a year-long gambling suspension. And Trevor Lawrence responded to an interception with a touchdown pass in that 28-23 victory over the Dallas Cowboys in a preseason opener Saturday. Playing against mostly Dallas backup defenders, Ridley had a short catch on Jacksonville's second series. Then a first down grab on his third possession before Lawrence scoring toss to Christian Kirk. It felt good to get back out there on the field today with my teammates, but Ridley said in a statement issued by the team after the game, I'm excited about the direction we're headed as an offense and as a team. Lawrence, Lawrence's touchdown toss 
was set up by a fumble on a punt return from Kevante Turpin, who a year ago essentially made the roster with the Cowboys by returning a kickoff and punt for scores in the same preseason game. Obviously, it's such a small sample size, Lawrence said. It's different when you play a full game, and you get different looks, and you kind of progress as the game goes, and you kind of get settled in, but I thought he did a great job. It was the first game for Ridley since October 24th of 2021 with Atlanta, playing through a broken left foot that season. He stepped away to address his mental health following a home robbery. Ridley was suspended for 2022 because, well, he bet on the NFL while away from the Falcons. The Jaguars traded two draft picks to get Ridley last November, and he's been the team's most dynamic player so far in training camp. He caught 90 passes for 1,374 yards and 9 touchdowns in that breakout 2020 season, and they're hoping to see Ridley come back to that form. When Ridley said he played most of that season with that broken foot, I mean, that's unreal to hear. But the quarterbacks behind Lawrence, so C.J. Beathard and Nathan Rourke, had a short touchdown run apiece, and Rourke had the play of the game in the fourth quarter when he escaped two defenders and was in the arms of a third while throwing a 21-yard scoring pass to Quadre Olsen. So Dallas third stringer Will Greer had two touchdown passes. The first was a 17-yarder to Jalen Tolbert, a second-year receiver trying to get into the roster rotation after a quiet rookie season. And Jacksonville played its starters on the first two offensive series, and it ended up being three at the Turpin fumble. So that was recovered by Gregory Jr. at the Dallas 42-yard line. But Ridley's second catch was a 13-yarder for the first down, and Lawrence's nine-yard scoring toss to Kirk came on a fourth and three. But Lawrence was five for six for 36 yards, 21 of them going to Ridley. The first Jacksonville series ended when Lawrence threw deep while throwing to his left, and an undrafted second-year safety, Juanier Thomas, made the catch in front of Evan Ingram. The Cowboys didn't play quarterback Dak Prescott or any other projected starters on offense, and Coach Mike McCarthy's return to play calling. The closest thing was right guard Josh Ball, who was filling in for Zach Martin. With the six-time All-Pro holding out a training camp and a contract dispute, that really makes it costly. But, McCarthy called the plays for the first time since midseason in 2018 when he was Green Bay's coach. While he said it was like riding a bike, McCarthy did call for strong right. That play was in the Packers playbook, but not in this one. Personally, I'm glad I have a number of coaches that worked with me before McCarthy said, but we've got it corrected right away. And that's exactly what they did. They went for it. The Jags apparently didn't need to see kicker Brandon McManus, who was signed in May after he was waived in Denver. McManus spent his first nine seasons with the Broncos, and Jacksonville went for two-point conversions after all four touchdowns. Two passes were caught, and two were incomplete. But Dallas rookie... Six-round draft pick Deuce Vaughn has been impressive in camp, and he showed in his debut. He had a solid debut with 50 yards on eight carries, all in the second half. 
the five foot five running back, had a 26 yard run and a catch for a third down conversion before a four yard run that gave the Cowboys their only lead, 16 to 14. Very impressive debut for their running back, Deuce Vaughn. But Jacksonville's Tank Bigsby, a third round pick, had a 34 yard run. Two plays before Jacob Harris had his 42-yard catch on the drive that ended with Bethard scoring run. Bigsby had 52 yards on nine carries. Very decent performance by the Auburn running back, Bigsby. But still, Dallas kicker, Brandon Aubrey, a 28-year-old rookie from the USFL and former pro soccer player, kicked the 29-yard field goal in his debut before missing his first his first point attempt but he made the second Aubrey is the only kicker on the roster at the moment the Cowboys decided to move on from Brett Myhart after he missed four consecutive PATs in a 31-14 wildcard victory at Tampa Bay last season but it comes into question how are they really going to put this together that's what remains to be seen and you can't really, I mean, they got to figure out what's going to happen in their uh, kicking performances. Well, but in our last game of the NFL preseason recap of this weekend, we've got the Atlanta Falcons versus the Miami Dolphins. D. Alfer played college football at a small school in Tusculum, Tennessee and spent two years in the Canadian Football League before signing with the Atlanta Falcons last year. He didn't even know at the time if he'd make the 53-man roster, but on Friday night, Alford made a most of his opportunities. He scored on a 79-yard punt return in Atlanta's 19-3 preseason win over the Miami Dolphins, a telling statement that he is starting to feel like he belongs in the NFL. I've always had the mindset to not get comfortable, Alfred said, but I do feel like I belong here, and I want to continue to show everyone that I do belong. Facing a Dolphins special teams unit that was among the NFL's worst last season, Alfred broke multiple tackles for the touchdown with 436 remaining left in the game. But on Miami's next possession, Skylar Thompson was intercepted by Breon Borders who returned the pick 26 yards for a touchdown. Young Ho Ko then missed his second extra point attempt of the game. Atlanta's Logan White Woodside was 14 of 22 with 146 yard passing. I felt like I was seeing the coverage really well, Woodside said, just trying to get the playmakers the ball and get them out in space. But Desmond Ritter, the Falcons projected starter, did not play. Ritter who as a rookie started Atlanta's final four games last season, has impressed teammates and the coaching staff with his poise and command in his second training camp as he looks to end the Falcons' streak of five straight losing seasons. Atlanta coach Arthur Smith said the team starters will see action against Cincinnati next week, but rookie running back Bajon Robinson, number eight overall pick by Atlanta, the University of Texas running back. Thompson and fellow backup Mike White struggled as Tua Tagovoa watched from the sideline. 
Tagovola, and most of Miami's regular starters did not suit up after two competitive practices against Atlanta, the first of which Dolphins coach Mike Daniel called average, but really competitive. They're an NFL team. They've got really good guys on that side of the ball, Tagovola said on Friday's television broadcast. But they made some plays. We made some plays too. So it's always good to have good back and forth action. But there's a lot of things that have to be corrected. White led the Dolphins down the field with a 17-yard pass to Cedric Wilson Jr. and a 14-yard pass to River Craycraft on their opening drive, but was intercepted in the end by Falcons rookie safety DeMarco Helms. On a pass, he tried to force in traffic to Tyler Croft. Helms, a seventh-round pick, had a team-high seven tackles and a pass breakup, so a huge performance by him. White was 9 of 14 with 85 yards and two quarters. He signed a two-year deal with the Miami Dolphins back in March and is vying with Thompson for Miami's backup role. The Dolphins were 0 for 3 in the red zone, though. White noted that there aren't specific red zone packages in the preseason for those situations, but now that that's not an excuse by any means, he added, you still go out there and you need to execute. There's the stuff that you got to do, and you got to do it better. But Thompson, entering his second NFL season, started the second half and went 10 for 16. He was intercepted early in the fourth by Lucas Dennis on a pass that was overthrown to receiver Elijah Higgins. Dolphins coach Mike McDaniel said Thompson will be the likely starter when Miami faces Houston next week. I think a lot of people would be cut off and would overreact when seeing this in-game situation, Coach McDaniel said. But Godwin took a handoff from Woodside in the second quarter and ran into the end zone untouched thanks to a couple good blocks from Atlanta's offensive line allowing him to survey the field. And Godwin had 13 carries for 70 yards, a very nice performance by the young man. Miami's second-round rookie cornerback Cam Smith had four tackles, a tackle for a loss, and a pass breakup. He had a key third-down tackle in the red zone in the third quarter, but left with an apparent shoulder injury. McDaniel said the team doesn't yet know the extent of the injury, but Devon Acne, a third-round pick rookie from Texas A&M, had 10 carries for 25 yards and got reps at kick return. But Thompson led the Dolphins down the field in the fourth for a scoring drive that ended in Jason Sanders' 49-yard field goal that made it a 6-3 game at that point in time. But we're on to our injury reports. Falcons, Helms, left in the fourth with an apparent injury. He was attended to on the field by the training staff after the hit. And Dolphins, Jalen Waddell had a midsection injury, but it isn't something that the team thinks will cause him to miss extended amount of time, which is thankful for them. Waddle suffered this injury during practice on Wednesday. So wide receiver Robbie Chosen wanted to play, but was held out because of nagging injuries. And wide receiver Braxton Berrios left in the second quarter after taking a big hit on a punt return. But all in all, in this game, it was the Atlanta Falcons 
who you guessed it, folks, took the Miami Dolphins to the bank by the score of 19-3. Don't go anywhere, folks. We'll be right back with music news. When you really need something to get you through a long graduation ceremony, Trolley Sour Gummy Worms are there to give you a thrill. With varieties like Trolley Sour Bursting Crawlers, the worm's soft and chewy texture, surprising flavor combinations, and neon bright colors will give everyone a reason to celebrate. So when you want to notch the festivities up a couple degrees, Trolley Sour Gummy Worms are the perfect way for everyone to celebrate. Shop now for any trolley that crawls your way. This is Austin Black, and I am the host of Behind the Tunes. Have you ever wondered about the stories behind your favorite songs and the journeys of those that sing them? Well, each week, we invite you to go behind the tunes and step into the stories behind your favorite Christian artists that shape the landscape of today's music. Hey everybody, this is Andy Crispin. Join me this week for worship as I play two hours of the best in modern worship music from churches and worship leaders around the world. And this week, my special guest is Blake Goss of New Spring Worship. See, I'm doing a new thing. Now it springs up. Do not perceive it. I'm making ways in the wilderness and streams in the wasteland. For us, that scripture came alive because he did a new thing actually in an old place. You don't want to miss a moment of this week's worship with me, your host, Andy Crispin. WQEE 99.1 FM, The Key. Home of Southern Sports and Talk. Noonan, Sharpsburg, Franklin. The Baxters have a new first book. From number one New York Times bestselling novelist Karen Kingsbury, author of life-changing fiction, comes The Baxters, a prequel. The heart-pounding story of Carrie Baxter's wedding. Amidst family tension and the worst storm Bloomington, Indiana has seen in a decade. The Baxters, by America's favorite inspirational storyteller, Karen Kingsbury. Visit KarenKingsbury.com for more information. The Baxters, available now wherever books are sold. I'm pretty handy around the house, but now that I have kids, I don't want to spend my Saturday installing a toilet or fixing an air conditioner. But thankfully, there's HomeAdvisor. HomeAdvisor helps me find the best home pros in my area to handle any kind of project. You can read reviews of the pros, check their availability, and even book appointments online. And what my wife loves most is that HomeAdvisor is completely free to use. Go to HomeAdvisor.com or download the free app to get started. HomeAdvisor. Wake up and text. Text and eat. Mm -mm. Text and catch the bus. Text and miss your stop. Wait, 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 wait. Text and be late to work. Sorry, I'm late. Text and work. Text and pretend to work. Text and act surprised when someone calls you out for not working. <clears throat> Who, me? Text and meet up with a friend you haven't seen in forever. Hi. Oh, hey. Text and complain that they're on their phone the whole time. <sighs> Text and listen to them complain that you're on your phone the whole time. Ugh. Text and whatever. But when you get behind the wheel, give your phone to a passenger. Put it in the glove box. Just don't text and drive. Visit StopTextsStopRex.org. A public service announcement brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Welcome back. You're listening to the Nightly Crowdcatcher with Corey Bank on WQEE 98.1 The Key Noon in Georgia. And now we're on to our music news segment. 
And our first story is about a dominant rock band in the new era wave of rock music with their new single being featured. Disturbed notches his 12th ruler on a Billboard's mainstream rock airplay chart as Unstoppable rises to number one on the August 19th dated tally. It's the David Draymond front quartet's first leader on the list since Hey You, with which reigned for three weeks back in September 2022. In between Hey You and Unstoppable, the band reached number two with Badman this March. Disturbed first led mainstream rock airplay in November 2006 with its cover of Genesis's 1980s classic Land of Confusion. With number 12, number 1's Disturbed moves into a four-way tie for the fifth most, stopper, most toppers in the chart's 42-year history alongside the Foo Fighters, Godsmack, and Metallica. Shine Down leads all the acts with 18 number 1's, but has the list as follows. You got Shine Down, who has 18 at 17. Of these mainstream rock airplays. You've got Three Days Grace. With 14. You've got. Five Finger Death Punch. With 13 overall. you got. Van Halen. And then. At this. Tie. We got. Disturbed at 12. The Foo Fighters. Godsmack. With 12. And Metallica. At 10. Is Tom Petty. Solo with the Heartbreakers. And then, at number 10, is Volbeat. So this is a pretty great group to have, to really be working with here. But concurrently, really putting this together. On the most recently published, multi-metric, hot, hard rock songs, Ensemble re-entered back at number 23. In addition to its radio airplay, the song earned 230,000 official U.S. streams, from July 28th to August 3rd. But Unstoppable is the third single from Divisive. Disturbed's eighth studio album. The LP debuted at number one on the top hard rock albums list last December. And has earned 115,000 equivalent album units to date. So it's pretty impressive what Disturbed has been doing with the rock world. And that it's been picking up a lot. A lot of airplays. And, I mean, they have a really great connection with the audience. The messaging there is very interesting for all their of their fan base. And Disturbed really hit it off with that 06 song, Land of Confusion, of the remake of Genesis. Um, and David, I mean, he's got a great voice, talented as can be. But we'll be right back with... More music news. You don't want to miss it. Are you an unsigned artist that's looking to take the next step in your career? Look no further. Your time is now. Joint Empire Troop has come to your rescue. Owners Casey Case and Cameron Whitaker are ready to make your musical dreams come true. Whether you're looking to record your next track, compose your next project, or need help with mixing and mastering your existing music, we will always be here for you in your time of need. For more information, go to www.joinempiretroop.com. Welcome back 
You're listening to the Nightly Crowcatcher with Corey Bank on WQEE 99.1, the Kia Dude in Georgia. And our last story of music news is about a star EDM and pop group giving back to the community by developing an artist and residency program. Before they were rich and famous and dwelling in mansions, the Chainsmokers were just two dudes trying to make it as musicians in New York City. Understanding how hard it can be to keep the lights on in the city while producing new music, the duo is now co-sponsoring a new artist and residency program in New York City that aims to help an emerging artist focus on music while eschewing the stress of paying rent. Being launched in a collaboration with Blumenfeld Development Group, the Chainsmokers own Jaja Tequila and Creative Agency Noise. This artist and residency program will provide the winner with a free apartment equipped with a music studio and apartment building. The Smile, developed by Blumenfeld Development Group and located in Harlem. It was designed by architect Bajark Ingalls and is named for its curved design. The 794-square-foot apartment unit was designed by the chain smokers themselves and features dining, working, sleeping, and living spaces. We started our careers in New York City, and our experiences living in the city really shaped us into who we are today. The chain smokers tell Billboard in a joint statement, The city is fun and inspiring, but we also know all too well how expensive it can be to live there, especially as a new artist. For the longest time, we worked out of a shoebox-sized apartment making music every day. The pair continue. We're so excited to offer a talented artist the chance to thrive by providing a free apartment with a music studio at The Smile for a year. The program is currently accepting applications, which require would-be winners to submit some basic information along with a TikTok. You can apply for it today. At Noise, we love working with clients who are willing to think outside the box, especially those who are not willing to push the boundaries, not only willing to push the boundaries, but in their retrospect industries, but also are excited to create culture-forward and impactful campaigns. The entire team at BDG are one of those clients, says Joe Loresca, founder and CEO of The Noise. This is definitely out of the norm for a real estate company, and of course, partnering with the chain smokers is iconic. But being able to change an artist's life and career trajectory is something we're really proud of. So, it's truly incredible to see this go on with the chain smokers and them leading the industry with this, really helping these artists who really need to get the attention they're looking for and giving back shows their humble beginnings, leaders in the community, and they're the iconic chain smokers doing it again. They are the humanitarians of the people. Everyone, thank you for listening in tonight. Get home safe. Get a great night's sleep. Thank you, WQEE. Have a great night rest, and we'll see you in the next one. Have a great night, everybody. Take care.